up everybody welcome back to tammy talks podcast i'm tammy let's get right into the review for loving hip-hop new york season 9 episode 12 pure vita so i i will be so happy when new york goes off the air new york is probably my least favorite of the loving hip-hop franchises and while this season has been good or decent i'll say it's been extremely redundant it's like the same three storylines cycling one after the other. So let's get into it though. So we are, we're all in Costa Rica. Remember Juju planned a, par, um, planned a trip. So it's the morning after um, Yandy was upset after Maggie, you know, went beside herself and told her something that she heard from like you know game of telephone but what actually was true that Kimbella and Mariah Lynn were both saying that Yandy was only fostering infinity for clout and to make herself look good so there are only there are truly only three major things that happened that I feel like are re- relevant this episode so We'll kind of focus in on those. So first off, Safari is such an asshole. So they're at breakfast the next morning and everyone's talking and it somehow comes up that Juju was mad at Safari or she feels like Safari is not being a good friend to her, etc., etc. Now, she did say this before Yandy invited Safari on the trip, but like now we kind of understand a little more why so while she's saying that and everyone kind of looks over him and was like oh man safari what are you doing his reaction is do you want me to pretend that i care nigga what that it was so unbelievably rude like even if it's it's one thing if it's somebody that you like you're not effing with or like y'all had a super bad falling out but this is somebody that's supposed to be your friend and you like like and like even Mano told him you shifted the whole groove at the table my guy like everybody was cool everybody was getting along and then here you come saying some clown shit like that I thought it was extremely rude it was extremely disrespectful like and then he said it like directly in front of her like she wasn't even there Ooh, it, it would have been a, a misunderstanding with me because I definitely would have said something back like we supposed to be cool and that's the type of shit you say but all right G so then um so Kimbella shows up a little late to breakfast and she's talking to talking to um Juju and Juju's telling her that we're getting ready to go on an excursion and kind of let her know that Yandy is upset that she didn't get a heads up that she was coming. Now, Kimbella is acting super high and mighty because she just got engaged to her boyfriend of 10 years. Yes, her boyfriend of 10 years. So, you know, now she's just acting super high and mighty and you know, everything is beneath her and she has this new lease on life, which, you know, kudos to you, girl. But don't act like you're just so far above everything else and Yandy's being super petty and super dramatic about everything. Because one, you shouldn't have been talking to Mariah Lynn about her. Two, if you did feel that way, 
which I truly don't think that Kim Bella does. But if you did truly feel that way, then you shouldn't be like, keep it to yourself or tell somebody like, I mean, if you have to tell somebody, tell somebody that knows Jude, that knows Yandy, you know what I mean? Somebody that Yandy rocks with. So y'all can like discuss it and really get to the bottom of why you would possibly feel that way but I just feel like it was real foul and like Kimbella has been so annoying this entire season with how she keeps saying Gandy's playing victim when she's the one that's doing it because she's the one that's crying and whining and being dramatic in every scene when Yandy gets brought up so she tells her she tells Juju that you um she kind of makes a face, kind of like, why does she have to be briefed? But at the same time, you had to be briefed too. Juju made a point to tell you, Kimbella, that, oh, Yandy is coming on this trip. And like I said last week, Juju should have gave Yandy the same courtesy. You know that these two women are beefing. You know that. So why would you think it's not okay to let them know, oh, you know, so-and-so is going to be on the trip, just so you know, just a heads up. So I don't blame Yandy for being mad. I don't blame Yandy for how she's been reacting at all. And anybody that does, y'all just don't like Yandy for whatever reason, probably because the rest of Twitter doesn't, but whatever. So then we switch over to Miracle. Jesus Christ. All right, so Rich is sitting in his office doing some work, and he's frustrated because he has not been able to get in contact with Miracle. He hasn't heard from her. So he's FaceTiming her, and Miracle is saying how she hasn't been able to call him back because she's dealing, you know, she got bigger fish to fry. She's dealing with a lot of other shit. And Rich asks her, what are you dealing with? What, like, what's going on? And she was like, oh, you know the case on my way, you know, possibly going to jail. So Rich just like, yeah, about that. Like what's going on with the case? So Miracle says she doesn't know if it's because she has a public defender or, you know, what's going on, but she feels like she no longer has a voice in this trial. Like she doesn't get to say anything. She doesn't get asked anything. So as of right now, the only the only version of the story that the court will hear when they do go to trial is her husband, or I'm assuming ex, her husband, you know, because she shot him. And Rich is like, so what are your other options outside of the public defender? And this is baffling to me because, what was it, two episodes ago, Rich was asking her, why didn't she just ask him for the money to get the public? I mean, to get a, a real lawyer, not to say the public defenders are not real lawyers, but to get a, a lawyer that is going to focus on her case a little more than public defenders do, since public defenders have such a bad rep. And Miracle was like looking at the screen and was like, well, he cost $16,000. Girl, ask him for the money. Asking for the money. So Rich tells her that he's going to send her 8000 So I guess maybe she already had the other eight. And, you know, they're going to go halfsies on it. So then she said that um, Ashley, which is their daughter, said that she is going, she's not going back to school this semester. She wants to stay back to make sure she's able to take care of her brothers and sisters in case something does happen. Um, again, I guess my my question with that is, I mean, that's noble of Ashley to do. I understand why she feels that way, but like, does she do, do, does she feel like 
Her stepfather, Miracle's husband, won't let her see her siblings, that he's not going to take care of them. Are they not his kids? Like, it's a lot of questions within there that I'm just not understanding. So Rich says that he wants to talk to Ashley about that because Ashley told him that she was going to be going back to school. There, I've seen a lot of people on social media kind of questioning why Rick is going so, Rich is going so hard for Ashley to graduate we know that rich does have a degree rich did play kappa and he wants the same for his daughter like he wants her to get an education he wants her he doesn't want her to essentially have to stop and in a sense throw her life away because of uh, a, a reaction from her mother and i'm gonna say a reaction because we we don't know what happened we don't know if her husband hit her first or what is going on that caused her to shoot him in that moment. Um, but like something definitely did happen that caused this entire setup. So it's taking an effect on Ashley. So later in the episode, um, Rich flies her out to New York and they're talking and she's saying how she she can't focus in school. She She's not able to get through classes. Her grades have dropped from a 3.7 to a 3.0 and she like she she's not mentally ready to go to school and initially I was getting so mad at Rich like why can't you understand that because it's not like she's just saying I don't want to go back like she's giving legitimate reasons on top of that you can't expect her to stay 100% focused back at school knowing that her mom has a trial coming up in a couple weeks and you don't know what's, you know, she doesn't know what's going to happen with the trial. She may be away at school when the trial starts and the next thing you know, her mother's in jail. And like, it's just a lot of different variables as to why Ashley feels like she needs to stay close to home right now. And I completely understand them. And in turn, Rich does understand. And he just tells her that, you know, like I get it completely understand and I get what you're going through but he also tells her just know that you will go back to school I do want to see you graduate you know once things settle down and once you're back you know able to focus and comfortable with everything that is going on so we're back in oh Remy and Papoose um they're waiting on the golden child which what is that baby's name Okay, but they're waiting on the golden child to come and Remy is just saying how she has to get her blood work done so that she can make sure that everything is all systems go for the baby. Um, one thing that's irritating me is the, the pushing of Joe to propose. I, I'm annoying watching it so I can understand how I can only imagine I should say how annoying Joe feels with it. So they're walking down, they're on a, on a day excursion. They're walking down the street. They pass a jewelry shop and everybody starts screaming out, oh my God, a ring, what rings, what? It's like, relax, everybody, relax. Now, if Sin does it, you know, occasionally that's fine. She's pushing for a relationship. They've been together three years. They have a baby. They're living together. Fine. But to me, it would irritate the hell out of me to hear everybody else keep saying, get married, get married, propose, get like, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? 
Um, so then Joe is like meeting, he goes off with the guys. They're supposed to have surf lessons, but no one does it but Mano. And they're talking. Joe calls Safari out on how like disrespectful and mad childish she was being with with Juju earlier. And Safari is like, yeah, sometimes I just say the first thing that pops in my head. And my thing is, I mean, granted, if that's how you feel, fine. But don't blurt it out like that. Don't disrespect her like that. I mean, and they were saying how Juju has been there for you every step of the way. So, like, why are you being filed towards her? What I honestly think happened is Juju didn't give him no play. And that left Joe, I mean, not Joe, that left Safari pissed. So... In his in his mind is fuck it. She didn't want to, you know, she didn't want to sleep with me. She didn't want to do whatever. So whatever, whatever. Because we could tell that um, Safari and Juju they were kind of flirting a little bit, and you could tell that he he likes her. This could be around the time that he like starts to re- reconnect with Erica Mena. Who knows? So while they're talking, um, once again, Joe, when are you gonna propose? Sin was looking at rings, and Joe just kind of tells them like. I want to do this in my own time and I want to make sure that we are a thousand percent ready for it. Right. He said he feels like they're getting closer towards that step. Marriage is a huge, huge commitment. It's, it's huge. It's, it's a beautiful thing, but it's a big undertaking. It's something that's going to change and rock your life. So let him propose when he's good and ready. Because the last thing that you would want to do is rush them into marriage. And then they're divorcing a year or two later. And they have this small baby and poor Lexington is caught in the balance because of that. So Joe ends up calling... Um, Pap and Remy and telling them that he's ready he wants to propose so when he gets back into the country you know let's go um set me up with y'all jeweler let's go pick out some rings I find it hard to believe that Joe Button does not have his own personal jeweler but whatever and then the the last oh Lucci is not Alexa Skye's baby daddy, which I think everybody kind of knew anyways before the test. I commend him for stepping up and saying that he wants to know, is it my baby or not? Because I will be there. I don't know why she demanded an apology from him. I guess because he was questioning her, but I didn't feel like that was necessary. But Lucci did apologize to her and we will see you back on Hollywood, sir. There's no need for you to show back up. So, Kimbella and Yandy. Okay. So, the last scene of the episode, Maggie and Sin are sitting down, um, I guess they're like the lounge area, and they're saying that we need to get everybody together. So, they call Yandy down because earlier that day, Kimbella told Sin that she doesn't understand why Yandy is being so extra about it. If Yandy has a problem with something she said, Yandy can come and approach her because she's easy to talk to and she's very approachable. And Sin looked at her and was like, are you kind of like, you know, you know, damn well you're not. So Yandy walks down, she sees Kimbella. She immediately was like, no, I'm not doing this. Maggie runs after her and I am, sorry, I am a thousand, a thousand, a thousand, a thousand and ten percent on Yandy's side with this. 
Kim Bella has been going at her all season. Every single episode, every chance that Kim Bella gets, she is going at Yandy for some reason or the other, right? Talking about her when she's not even there, calling her every name, rolling her eyes anytime somebody mentions her, getting mad when people are like, not necessarily getting mad, but kind of being shady when people are saying that they're hanging out with her, like, you're going to see the real her. So, Yandy walks away and Kim Bella's like, oh, she's being so dramatic. It's not that big of a deal. Yes, it is. Because you attacked her parenting indirectly. Because if I'm, if I have two small children, three, if she gets to see little Mendeecee and someone is coming and I, I bring in a foster child and you're going around telling people that I'm only doing it for attention and for clout. That means that you're saying that I just bring any, that you're saying that she puts her reputation before she puts her kids. And that was foul to do. So Kim Bella is, you know, in her confessional saying how she's going to take the high road because she's more mature and blah, blah, blah. So she goes to Yandy's room and Yandy immediately was like, bruh, like, I don't want to do it. So they start to talk and Kim Bella is like, just tell me what the problem is. Yandy tells her, you were talking to Mariah Lynn, talking about my parenting, whatever the case. Kim Bella is like, no, 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 that's not what I said. But then proceeds to basically say exactly what Yandy said. So like, dude. So then we find out we get to the root of the problem with Kim Bella and she is Still goddamn mad about something that happened last season when Yandy was getting into it with all the baby mamas at Little Mendeecee's birthday party. And Kim Bella showed up and everybody remembers Kim Bella showed up and it looked like she was ready to fight. We later found out that Yandy was there, but she decided not to come to the party. Now, I feel like at the reunion, um... Yandy said she didn't know she didn't tell her to come what I mean who cares what happened at this point because a lot of people had honestly forgotten about that when I saw the preview for Love and Hip Hop New York and I saw that Kim Bella was like an official cast member again my immediately thought my immediate thoughts weren't oh she showed up to fight at a kid's birthday party like nobody was thinking about that nobody was checking for that so the fact that she is still mad about that is baffling to me. And to me, it shows that Kimbella just wanted the storyline. So then Yandy tells her, I did not tell you to come show up to fight. And they're going back and forth. And Yandy is talking. I mean, Yandy is talking in circles about that whole situation. But my thing is, let it go. Like Kimbella keeps saying how she's a bigger person and it's Yandy that's being dramatic, but you're mad about something that happened on the reunion that no one cares about. No one cares about because there were more people looking at Yandy crazy, you know, for that situation than looking at you. So I don't understand that. So then Yandy tells, so then Yandy says, well, yes, we did plan for you to come and show up, but it was for you to get a bag and for you to get a check because more than likely she got paid for her appearance. That I wholeheartedly believe a thousand and ten percent. 
So they're going back and forth. And then Yandy, I mean, um, Kim Bella is saying how she feels like, you know, she doesn't kick it. Like she said that she, their, their beef has gotten in the way of her business with Jewels. And Yandy said, yeah, I'm not going to be in between y'all. So if I got a problem with you, I'm going to separate myself from him as well. Because I don't want to come in between y'all. Which I think is super respectful on Yandy's part. Because she was managing Jewels. So, like, that's super respectful on her part. And then Kim Bella is still talking about some, well, that's bogus. Like, Kim Bella just wants to be mad. She just wants to be mad. Because Yandy was her bridesmaid. I can't, y'all. I can't. When is this season going off? I'm so over it. So unbelievably over it. Kim Bella is like, she's just making herself look worse this season than you think that you looked last season. But whatever. That was Love and Hip Hop New York, y'all. Season 9, episode 12, Pura Vida. Um, be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm on Instagram at Tammy Talks on both. The podcast is Tammy Talks Pod. And see y'all next episode.